Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Jay, and welcome to another episode of Square Pros Podcast. This is um, episode 17, I believe, and yeah, I'm so excited. So um, let me just say, if you have not done so already, make sure you subscribe to my podcast on whatever um, platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, um, wherever else this podcast is located, <laughs> apparently it's located more places than I thought like a few a few weeks ago I literally just typed in square pros on Google and there were so many websites that had it I'm like wow I didn't know my podcast was this was dispersed in this many ways so yeah wherever you are make sure you subscribe and be a loyal listener right so a lot has actually happened lately since my last episode um it was just you know right now I'm at a point where well first of all there was a big hurricane came and we had to evacuate, and, you know, that was a big, <laughs> big shit show. But, I mean, the good thing that came out of that was I was able to see some of my friends. So, that was that worked out well. But I'm also I'm at a point in my life where I'm moving out. I'm moving out on my own finally, which is so exciting for me. I am currently am. I have Actually, I'm about to get a new car. I have all the money ready right now. It's just having to make the transaction but i'm so excited for that and i was also apartment shopping or apartment searching recently and i think i found the place where i'm going to live it's in a really good area of town of what the city that i'll be living in and I'm, I'm really excited for that by the way though i had no idea that apartment shopping or apartment searching i don't know why i keep saying shopping apartment searching is so hard like it's just did you guys know that they change the price of like individual apartments within a complex every single day? <laughs> so it's just you have to like wait for them to have the best price up. Like for instance, like if there's an apartment that let's just say this apartment is eleven thousand a month today, tomorrow that same exact apartment can go up to twelve or thirteen thousand, or it could go down to ten thousand nine hundred, and it's just having to catch them on the right day and it gets a little stressful like i don't really know what the purpose of that is i mean well i guess i can kind of see it but not every single day right you guys I, I just feel like changing the price every day makes it really strenuous and really hard i guess they have their reasons for doing that but yeah but you know like i said i'm in a really good space right now to where i have a good idea of where i'm going to be living and not only not only that you guys but I have like learned so much about apartments and how I learned so much about how much I value my actual self because you know as people sometimes we go through these things where we don't you know we we, we could be kind of self-loathing or self-deprecating and not really think about we we sometimes think we think about ourselves last before other people and you know we we may think these things about ourselves, but when you go apartment searching and you just see an apartment that's just not for you, you change your like you will realize how much you love yourself. Okay, so the first apartment that I when I was on my apartment search, the first apartment that I found on my search was it was <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of it, but this apartment had let me just put it this way: the when I got there in person. Because I had to drive out of town to get there because it's in a different city from my home. And when I 
drove there, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I want to leave already. <laughs> like, I was not excited about this apartment because it did not look like the pictures. Like, even like, there were like several trees, but I don't know. It's just the pictures look so pretty, you know? Like, it looks so beautiful. Like, it's on a river and it has a dog, a lot of trees. The apartments look. Everything just looked more vibrant, you know, on the pictures. And even even the colors of the sign, like the colors of the sign look very, they look very, it looked very, it's just much more vibrant, a lot more saturation. And when I got there, like the sign was like fading and, oh, and don't even get me started on the people. So I was with my parents on this search. And as soon as my mom gets out of the car, this old guy tells my mom, Oh, come over here with your fine ass, you, you know, and I didn't hear him. say. I saw that he said something to her. I didn't hear what he was saying, but turns out she t- later told us what he said. And I'm like, oh, wow, motherfuckers are really bold out here these days. Really? Wow. But yeah. And as soon as I walked in the office, let me just put it this way. The office look did not look professional at all. I was like, I do not want to be here. But, you know, I was like, let me give it a chance. We traveled all this way to tour it. So we toured the apartment and it just, the building, them, the size of the apartments themselves were actually quite spacious. I did like the size of it, but the thing was they, you could just tell they were really old and that, you know, like just the whole, like it, it, it didn't look renovated. And everything doesn't need to be renovated, but, you know, when, when something's too old, reno, a, renova- a renovation would be nice. Like, I already knew. Let me put it this way. As soon as I walked in the t- in the tour apart- apartment that we were touring, as soon as I walked in, uh, in that, the smell of the place told me that I don't want to live here. Like, it smelled old. Like, it smelled like old wood, like pine seeds smell. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm like, I don't want to be here, you know. And... <laughs> We were touring the place. Like I said, the size was good, but it there were roaches on the floor. I forgot to tell you guys that she actually allowed us to tour some of the apartments that were not even cleaned yet. So I saw roaches on the floor, and I also noticed that the bedrooms didn't have any light bulbs. So I'm like, oh god, I'm having to buy lamps or something, you know. And my dad thinks thankful. I'm so thankful for his really keen eye. He saw that the ceiling was the ceiling was white, but a part of it was kind of darker. And he was like, it was like it was like a big portion of it was dark. And he was like, you know what? This place has leaks. And I'm like, good eye. Thank you for telling me that. That is a it's already a big it was already a no before, but now it's a definite no. You know, and I was just reading reviews and people were saying how there's mold and you know, like I said, the price for that apartment wasn't really bad for the space you get. But <laughs> looking at the part of town it was in and the condition of the apartments, I knew right away that I do not want to be there. And I'm willing to spend more money than to have to have a nice place than just spend less money at a place like that. You know, so that's that. Also, I was also was um recently I was thinking about my high school years because one of my um friends I follow on Instagram, he was posting, he posted, a, like, you know how some people have a song they're into at that moment, and they posted on their little Instagram story. Well, the song he posted, he, it was a song made by one of my friends from my high school, 
for my freshman year. It was at, he was actually my closest friend my freshman year of high school. He ended up leaving the school after that year, but yeah. And I was like, wow, he's really doing his thing. So I checked out his um Spotify profile, checked out the music, good music. Um, he has 23 monthly listeners, which is quite impressive. Um, his most played song has over 300,000 plays, so that's really good. Now, he does more so the production of the music. Like, he doesn't do the singing, but he does more so the instrumentals. But it was really good, really professional. And I was just like, wow. Like, last he last time I spoke to him was my freshman year of college. So we did keep in contact since he left from high school, but I haven't really spoken to him much since then. But I always knew he was into music. So it's really good to just see the people follow their passions and – you know, just seeing them come up, like, you know, like, just to see the growth. That's always really inspiring to me. And, you know, it was just really interesting, really cool. You know, of course, I was just thinking about my high school days and, you know. And I was, but you, I was thinking about some of the memories <laughs> we had in high school. And, I mean, they were nice memories, but <laughs> there is one thing. <laughs> one thing about this, and I'm just being, just this is just for fun. I don't have nothing you know against anybody but i was just thinking about how this guy he was my friend of course but he used to irritate me a lot in high school because he was one of those people that would come to high school that never had a writing utensil and would always ask me for it and like i said I'm, as i'm talking about this this is, this is all just all the fun but it was to the point where i remember i was actually getting so mad and I'm like, oh, my God, bring your own fucking pencil. Where's your own fucking pen? I'm, you know, because I was the dude that always had everything. Like, I had, I always had supplies. People always would ask me for pencils, pens, erasers, paper. I was that guy. And it was a bit annoying because people were always asking. And I'm just like, you know, it's really not that fucking hard to go to fucking Walmart or somewhere to get your own shit. But, you know, I digress. Um... The thing is, though, the part where I started getting mad was, well, I was the guy that would have about a total of, and not even exaggerating, like 20 or 30 different pens and pencils in my book bag at all times. And so I had, I was, I had no shortage of writing supplies. But the thing is, I started getting a little aggravated when my friend, you know, the one that does the music, when he was asking me for this every single day because it got to the point where, well, shit, I only have five pencils and pens left. Like, where did it, where did it all go? I'm like, you know, I don't th- I don't think he was using it at all. I, I shared with several people, but he was one of the more consistent ones. And I'm just like, wow, now I have no supplies to write with. You know, like, you know, like, it's just, you know, people would just love using other people's stuff. And, and it's just like, I gave you a pen yesterday, a pencil yesterday, and you what happened to it now like you don't even respect my stuff enough to the point where you at least keep up with it and can give it back to me like so by you asking me the next day to hold some writing supplies like you're already telling me that you know you gave it to me yesterday i didn't return it i fucking lost it but give me another one that's basically what you're doing you know like so it got to the point where i was like okay this is a very big dilemma um i really something really needs to be done about this because I cannot afford to keep losing my pens and pencils because shit's expensive. Or shit costs money, rather. And, you know, back in high school, I mean, I wasn't as... I didn't have as much money in high school as I do now. But not saying I'm rich or anything, but, you know. But, yeah. 
So I got to the point where I decided asking people my stuff back, you know. So there's this one girl. Her name was Christina. And, yes, I'm calling fucking names. But (laughs) her name was Christina. And, you know, I thought she was so beautiful in high school. I wonder how she look now. But um, she needed a a pen or pencil for a test she had to take because she had to um take a test that she missed because I think she was absent that day. And knowing no knowing her, she probably missed that day on purpose to have more time to study for the test. But I have no proof of that, so that's just going off assumptions of basically what I how I feel about her. But yeah, so like a day or two later. I asked the girl for my pen or pencil bag. I, it was in the school parking lot, and I saw her. I said, oh, hey, Christina, can I get, do you have my pencil still? This bitch tells me, oh, wow, John Brown. I hate being called John Brown, by the way. I hate that fucking nickname. I would not answer to that anymore. I go by Jay. But anyway, she's like, oh, wow, John Brown, you would be the one asking for that. I'm like, bitch, I gave you this pen and pencil. You know, it I mean, it just shows how people would just not <laughs> respect your th- items. They, they, they. It's like people would expect you to allow them to borrow something and just not give it back. So what I learned from that is, whenever you let someone borrow something, you need to not have the ex- you have to have the expectation that there's a possibility that you might not get that back. You know, in that particular case with Christina, that wasn't really the one where I learned that lesson because I was still just tossing a whole bunch of pens and pencils like it was nothing there's several people that needed needed them but it wasn't until I had that someone asked for my calculator you know my electronics my thing that I need a calculator something that you just don't get every single day you know that's uh, you know a calculator is just not as easy I mean they're not that expensive but you know who wants to just keep buying calculators Those are, they are more expensive than a pencil that's for sure especially the bigger ones so this one girl, um, I think I forgot her name. I think her name was Raquel or something like that. But she said that she needed to borrow a calculator for a test she had to take. And I'm assuming this was like a math test or a science test. So I'm like, okay, well, a calculator is really necessary. I have one that she can borrow. Because I thought, okay, let her have it. Well, not let her hold it, I mean. Let her hold it. Let her borrow it. So at the end of the day, I see her again. I said, oh, hey, Raquel, where's my calculator? You have it, are you doing your test? Can I get my calculator back? And she's like, oh, no, I gave it to, I don't have it. I gave it to um, DeAndre. I'm like, the fuck, you say? You know, it's just like, oh, if I'm giving you my items. If I give you something to borrow and I ask for it back, don't fucking tell me that you gave it to somebody else, okay? Do not tell me that. And that you don't have it no more. Because now I got, I, at that point, I just gave up. I was like, I'm not about to do this shit. I mean, I had an extra calculator, which I had, the, I had another calculator, which was actually the one that was over a hundred bucks. So the one that, that I let them borrow, that was just like 10 bucks. So that wasn't a big loss, but it's just the whole principle of that, you know. And this is just, wow. People would do some shady shit to you. But you know what? Even within the family, though, like there's this um within my family, there is a. OK, so within my family, I have my aunts, uncles, cousins. So we have different households and it's it's long. It's a long running joke how <laughs> one particular household out of 
my whole entire family, I, I should say. One particular household is kind of known for being really um, destructive with other people's stuff. Not just other people's stuff, even their own things. I'm not saying no names. I don't want no drama. But, yeah, like, especially, like, the children of this particular aunt and uncle. And <laughs> I'll never forget the time. Like, they, they're known to break everything they touch, pretty much. At least they were. And we were all grown out, but... And it was just, there's this one funny story where my dad, I don't know, he had to take three of the kids from this household. He had to take them somewhere. I don't remember exactly where he went or where, or whatever. Um, he was, he had, he had to drive them somewhere. So, and he had his, like, his new Buick. And, you know, he was just taking, giving them a drive like an uncle, like a nice uncle would do. And they, these three kids and when I say kids, at this time, the oldest one was probably, the oldest one was definitely definitely a teenager at this time. And the two younger ones were, you know, not, were old enough to know better. So they were all chasing to go in the car to see who would go in first. <laughs> so they ran to the door and the fucking, the fucking handle of the door just broke off. They broke it. It's like, what the fuck? You know, my dad was so angry at this. You know, these these disastrous ass kids. He didn't say that part, but yeah. Um, just like, wow, they break everything they touch. You know, it was so funny. And yeah, so now he has this new car. His handle's broken because they wanted to break. They wanted to, to decide who would get to the car first or whatever. Also, with this same exact household I'm talking about, one of my aunts loaned a car to her, or let her hold, let her borrow the car, I think, and um, because I guess they needed a car to drive, and so she let them borrow it. And what ended up happening was, what happened? Oh yeah, what happened was when she gave them the car. Now the car out in the car, this car model was a little bit older, like it wasn't ridiculously old, but it was it definitely had some age on it. So, by the time, so it, so like I so it wasn't it wasn't already the it was like this was not like a new car, but it was still you know it's still pretty well maintained. So when she got it back from this household, the car just was never the same again. Like I think there were several problems with the car. I don't remember every single thing that happened when they gave it back. I want to say something about the something with the locks wasn't working. I don't remember exactly. One thing I do remember for sure was that the ceiling was just falling off. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? You know, <laughs> that was really funny. But, yeah. But recently there was this um one car that I've seen just out on the road. And it kind of made me nostalgic about this story. I was talking about the car because this particular car it was not in good shape. It's like the thing that was wrong was the bottom, the the um back end of the car was so down. It was like it was like the upper, the like the front of the car was more elevated than the back of it. And at first, I'm like, oh my god, they need new tires. And then my mom was like, oh no, the car is not like that because of tires. So what looks like what happened was that I guess the car exceeded its weight capacity i don't know if the people that were in the car if they were just extremely extremely obese or if they just 
had so many people in their car, more people than can, that can be hold, held in the car. I don't know. But that car was not in no good shape. And it actually reminded me of another story where I was with some of my family, some cousins. And, I mean, this wasn't really a big deal, but it was just... Now, look, I have nothing against anybody being overweight. Okay, I don't, I do not care about that. I think everybody deserves equal representation. People in my family are overweight, you know. So, I, you know, I have nothing negative to say about that at all. Or I think, you know, however... I mean, it does come with its own set of problems, though, you know, sometimes because what was this situation was a little bit funny. I'm not going to lie. So with two of my cousins and they and they were about to take I think we were t- they were taking us out for dinner or something. I don't remember where, where we were going, but we were going out to eat and they both got inside the car. And. I shit you not the car the whole car like the whole elevation of the car just went down I was like oh my god like we are not going to are we going to be able to make it like you know I'm like this is this cannot be good on the tires you know like I remember just being so in shock but nothing beats the time where I was on this boat oh my god you guys so my dad used to have a boat and we used to go fishing a lot now, I'm a person I don't really like. I never like, I like going on boat rides, but I hate it fishing because I just hate it being stuck in the ocean for hours just looking for a fish because, first of all, I sucked at it. And it was just, uh, it was just kind of, I just felt kind of felt unsanitary to me dealing with raw fish, not being able to wash my hands. You know, just, you know, that part of me. But, so one time, me and my dad, we went on the boat and my dad invited one of his friends. And his friend was a very, very nice guy. Very nice. The thing was, and like I said, I don't have anything against anyone being overweight or obese. You know, like, I mean, I think everyone should strive for a healthy lifestyle. But, like, I don't care about that. I'm not about, you know, shitting on them or anything. However, this particular story, I was legit concerned about my fucking safety. (laughs) Like, the boat is like, it's like, you know, your typical motorboat. And... From the time we put off into the ocean, as soon as this guy, like, this guy had to be, oh, my God. He had to be at least 300 pounds. And that's me being nice. I really think he was more than that. That's me being nice. Like, this guy would had to have been extremely heavy. Because he was really big and he was a man, so he probably had more muscle weight as well, along with all the other fluff. But I was like, this guy, I was think I remember just thinking that he's above the weight limit because it was to the point, anytime this guy would move, the whole boat would tilt. I was so scared for my life. And we were out here for hours on the boat, just fishing, mo- just boating, fishing, and just going to different spots in the ocean, getting deeper and deeper. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to, this boat's about to flip the fuck over, and I'm about to die. Well, actually, I was not under the assumption that I was going to die because I've, I don't know why. A lot of times, I was more so concerned about everybody else on the boat. I don't know why, but it just seems like 
whenever we imagine a tragic situation happens, we always imagine ourselves being the one person that survives, but we always get scared for everybody else, like our family and friends, you know? So I felt like I was concerned for, for everybody else's safety because it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to fucking die because this boat's about to flip over, you know? But, you know, I mean, luckily nothing happened like that. But like I said, anytime this guy moved on the boat, wherever he moved, the whole boat would tilt and almost about to flip the fuck over. Like he, this, and I think he caught on to that because, like, when I tell you, this guy only stood, he only sat at the bow of the boat, like in the center. That was that was like his designated spot because I guess after a while, I guess if he was like you know exploring the boat and pacing around a little bit and just looking at different spots to fish, I guess he realized you know what I'm pretty big and I really don't want to flip the fuck over. So let me just sit right here. Like I said, nothing wrong with being big, but. In this situation, it was, you know, a threat to move because, like, you guys, I w- I'd never been so scared in my life for that day because I literally thought the boat was going to flip over. And, yeah, so <laughs> that was my little rant about, you know, apartment searching and, you know, people not taking care of your stuff. And somehow we got to boating <laughs> somehow. But, yeah, um, I'm thinking. Now would be a good time to segue into our next segment. So here we go. Okay, guys. So now it's time for the news segment. And for today's news, we're going to just go over one story. And this is a much more serious story. It's not as it's not a funny story like I usually like to do. But this was just something that was really on my mind. And I really had no intentions of talking about this on my podcast. But you know, it's really it's been really big in national news and social media and I just feel the need to, you know, just express my opinion and my thoughts about this because I'm really disgusted by a lot of things that I'm seeing with this whole story. And by the way, this is the Amber Geiger and Botham Jean story. And basically Amber Geiger who is an ex cop and Botham Jean who was an innocent black man, basically she walked into his apartment and she thought they live in the same apartment complex and she walked into his apartment supposedly by accident i'm not buying it but when she was inside of there her story basically goes that she thought the apartment was hers when she walked in she was confused she saw him and she shot him and it like i said i'm not buying this story because because if you look at the actual pictures of the layout of their apartments the layouts are very different the um furniture is rearranged differently and i mean anybody with common sense would know that in the unlikely chance that you walked into someone else's house or apartment you would immediately know right after walking in that oh god this is not my place you know what i'm saying like this is nothing i mean it, it doesn't even have to just be the layout of the furniture just the smell that it plays the the essence that you get walking in you know it's just you know i'm not buying that i mean thank god that the courts are not buying this either and that they were able to prove that it was murder which is very obvious in my opinion anybody with common sense can tell i remember a while ago i heard about how some neighbors were some neighbors were saying how they heard screaming of someone saying let me in let me in and You know, I mean, it was just very obvious that this story was bullshit that she was giving, you know, (laughs) and I'm glad she's been found guilty of murder and not manslaughter because that, you know, I mean, because a lot of times 
as we can see in the news a lot of times, a lot of people get away with this kind of stuff with shooting innocent black men. But so I am glad that at least they were able to charge her with murder. Now, the sentencing was way too lenient, in my opinion, especially considering that this woman doesn't seem to have any type of remorse for what she has done. I mean, I was reading how two days after this shooting that she was texting one of her ex-police colleagues, I guess. And um, he's a married man and she was just sending sexual texts to him. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, most most people after killing somebody, um, I would like to imagine that most people would not really be thinking about sex. You know, I you know, like I think if you kill somebody and, and realize what you've done, I feel like you sex would be the last thing on your mind, especially having an affair with somebody else. You know, and not only that, I mean, I also was hearing how after he got shot, she didn't do anything to try to help him. That's I heard that. I heard that. I think I read that somewhere. I don't remember all the details on that aspect of the story of her not helping him, but basically her first aid cue wasn't really utilized. That's what I've heard. So I'm going to just say for that part of the story, I'm going to say allegedly just for sake of being safe, whatever. But, um, yeah. And this lady also has a really racist past. Like there were also text messages exposed of her making insensitive comments about MLK. She was, uh, she also claimed to be racist. Like, there was a text about a dog, someone saying they think their dog is racist, to which Geiger responded that, oh, it's okay, I'm racist too, or something like that. There was also text about her complaining about her black colleague officers. And so it was just a lot of things that went on. And that just showed that this this woman's character, you know, like this woman was not a nice woman, not a good woman. And like I said, I feel like this whole thing was done on purpose. I feel like, I mean, they the, there's no evidence to suggest that they were, um, that they've known each other. But I think maybe within that comp- apartment complex, one of the things that I think could be a definite, definite possibility is that perhaps they've crossed paths before within the complex and maybe they don't know each other personally, like know each other know each other but i feel like you know maybe he loved her the wrong way somehow i don't know but i just feel like this was definitely done on purpose i I just that's what i feel well i know it was and i feel like you know maybe she wanted to get back at him for some reason you know i don't know i mean i wouldn't pass i would i wouldn't put anything past a racist you know and the thing that i mean despite that story the thing that really got under my skin was this tr- this horrible trial, you know, just seeing, looking at the whole, t- looking at the tape of the trial and seeing all this hugging and crying and Botham Jean's brother keep expressing that, expressing that he forgives her, that he don't want her to get any time. And the father saying that he would eventually be open to being her friend. I mean, this is all fucking disgusting. And as a Christian myself, I hate it when other Christians like to bring bring Christianity into their nonsense, really. Because it's just because they are single. This is the Christian thing to do. And it's always been funny to me how 
people love just nitpicking parts of the Bible, nitpicking certain scriptures of it and just trying to say, oh, yes, God is so good. God wants to forgive. And it's just like, but what a, it's just like people don't people like to take things out of context sometimes and people don't even know how to act accordingly. And if you anyone that knows the Bible knows that there are several verses that state how justice must be served, you know, how evil cannot go, you know, unpunished, you know, and it's just really disgusting. And, you know, I could go on about the Bible. I don't even that's not what this is about, but it's just really disgusting because I feel like, first of all, this is really sets a really bad tone for Christians because it just shows that we're it makes it it makes it look as if we're just a passive group of people that anybody can run over, you know, when that definitely should not be the case. Now, as far as forgiveness, I'm not I'm not look, I'm not going to say that forgiveness is a bad thing. But from that case, it looked like from what I saw, it looked it was such bullshit to me because it's like, first of all. Forgiveness doesn't come from you feeling better for the person that has done evil upon you. Forgiveness is to help yourself move on. And by him just hugging her and wanting to you know, just be so dramatic and say that he don't want her to go to prison. That's, that's, there's something wrong with that. There's something within my spirit that knows that's wrong. That's not Christian like to say, I hope a, mur- a murderer goes unpunished. Do you think Jesus would condone that? <laughs> you know? People love take nitpicking certain scriptures and getting this image of God that is just that fits their narrative, I should say, that fits the narrative of what they want to spend, not knowing that our God is a God of justice. You know, like I said, I don't want to get in too much into religion or anything, but that's something that really bothers me. It's just like, you know, just it's like leave God out of this because it it was just disgusting. Like, I don't even know what to begin. It's just for one. If you want to forgive, there's a way that you forgive. Knowing anyone with common sense, just knowing the history of these types of cases where several white police, well, several, I'm just going to say police officers in general, whether white or non-white, where several of them are able to just get away with shooting innocent black men or black people, I should say, men and women and children. And it it's just a big reminder of the whole double standard between black criminals and white criminals and how they're treated in the criminal justice system and knowing this history history that a lot of time these crimes go unpunished for you to go on national tv and he said he didn't know he was being filmed for you to go just out in public and just outwardly showing love and forgiveness to this murderer and saying that you wish she doesn't have you hope that she doesn't have to serve any time that shows the narrative that, you know what, black people don't even value their own lives. It shows that narrative because it's showing that we're so passive and docile to the point where we are accepting of people murdering us. Do people not see this? 
knowing good and damn well that this would never happen if the races were reversed. I look, I don't know any race of people who would be just so like if if this was a black a black black ex officer that did this to another race of another innocent person that got shot and murdered i don't know any other race of people that will openly just show passiveness and just look like a buffoon just trying to hug the murderer and make them feel good and nobody would do that and I don't blame other races for not doing that because I mean, why would you? If they did that, that would send the message that, you know, you can kill them and you would still be seen be seen as a good person. Even the judge just praying with her and giving her a Bible and reading scriptures to her. It's like, lady, you're supposed to be impartial. Really? Why is the bailiff stroking her hair, trying to calm her? You know, I mean, this, I mean, I hope, okay, you wouldn't do that to her. Okay, do you do that to all the other black criminals that you have put in jail and judged and probably gave, given them much more time than her for smaller crimes? I mean, this just shows the way that these black individuals are behaving in this case and how it's being just shown all across the media. It, it's really dangerous. Like I said, forgiveness is f to help you move on and it's to help you to help you have peace within yourself. OK, and there's and not only that, there's a way that you forgive. This, like I said, I'm not going to say forgiveness is wrong, but the way this whole the way this whole thing is playing out, this just does not sit well within my spirit because I know within myself that this whole thing is wrong. It's like they had it's like everybody had more sympathy for the fucking murderer than the freaking victims. The family included. I mean, this just sends the wrong message. I mean, this case could be used as a precedent for similar cases that may occur in the future. And just by, by the way that everyone's reacting to this, I mean, well, I should say the family, uh, that is, the way that these people act reacting to this whole murderer and just loving her and hoping she doesn't have to get time do you not think that the world sees this you don't think people are all watching and just seeing how pathetic this is and how you can kill a black person for doing absolutely nothing because from what i heard bothman gene was innocent and he was a great man from what i heard you could just kill the break into the house and kill them for no fucking reason and still be shown with love and sympathy. And you can still have no remorse for it. It's fucking, it's, this, this is a fucking joke. I mean, it's dangerous. And it's really, what's really disheartening is that it's our own people that can sometimes be the biggest threat to our safety, really. If you want to forgive, okay, go ahead, forgive in private. But don't don't mess this up for other people. Justice still needs to be served. 
don't say something like, oh, I wish you don't have to serve no time. I want to be, that's fucking pathetic. <laughs> you can't, <okay. gasps> I need my water. I'm getting mad. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, and like I said, no other group of people would do this, and I don't blame for, for that. For that, and it's just, I don't know what it's gonna take. And this is not. And by the way, don't get this mistaken as me trying to be political, because you know I'm not into politics. This is just me, just being passionate about wanting equal rights and equal treatment for everybody. And just wanting that for my own people in the criminal justice system. And seeing shit like this really pisses me off. It really does. And like I said earlier, as a Christian, this is insulting. Do you really want Christians to have this narrative or this image about them just showing that we are that we are just we could just be very foolish? Stop taking scriptures out of context. Stop being a hypocrite. Don't just, you know, just keep repeating the scriptures about forgiveness and love. Okay, if you want to do that, fine. But don't forget to also repeat and share the ones about justice being served and how evilness must be punished. You know, <laughs> that's all that that's all there is to it. I mean, well, this is pathetic. I mean, this is pathetic for the image of black people, really, because it just shows that we don't even value our own lives, the, not even the lives of our own family. Our family members can get murdered, and we would still we just want to just show, all, just make this big shit show of just hugging and crying and feeling bad for the murderer and not even for the victim, barely? For real? I mean, I think that's all that needs to be said. I mean, like I said, I thought the whole thing was disgusting. It really is. And like I said, the I'm just looking at the bigger picture and the message that this sends to the media and how this would be used to um, help people, how, how this would be used to be to pretty much defend potential cases, potential, similar potential cases like this and where you know the murderer gets a pat on the get a slap on the wrist and all this compassion for killing a black person by the way a black murderer or black killer would never get this kind of love so i mean like i said the double standard is just crazy this would never happen in fact all things the same if amber Geiger was black and botham jean and his family was still black i bet you they would still have a harder time trying to forgive her you know, so, you know, I'm done with this story. You know, I just had to get that off my chest. Like I said, I mean, it's, it's a shit show. But thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Um, make sure that you give a five-star rating on this. Leave a nice review. You can also follow our Instagram page at squarepros underscore podcast. And message us dm us give us whatever messages you want to give us and yeah i mean that's all i have to say about this and i hope <laughs> i hope if this is your first time listening 
I have several other episodes to listen to. So this every single episode isn't, you know, this serious or this passionate. You know, it's not this is not really a um controversial podcast at all. Like I don't really talk about stuff like this too uh, too much. You know, it's more it's meant to be more lighthearted and funny, but this was just something I just had to share. You know, and I don't want anyone getting the idea that this podcast is for black people. Like this podcast is for all groups of people, you know. So I don't want people getting the idea that, oh, he's really talking, you know, very social justice warrior like. Like maybe this isn't for me. No. I mean if you like me, like I said, I have this podcast for everybody to listen to, not just black people. It's for everyone to listen to that just that just wants to laugh. So yeah, make sure you listen to the other episodes and thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time.